Are you a parent in business that wants to learn digital marketing the right way? So you've got an amazing business and you want to shout it from the rooftops. You want everyone to know about it and you want to generate consistent revenue. You love the idea of your business working for you whilst you are busy making memories with your family. The one thing stopping you is digital marketing. From SEO to blogging, from creating your own digital courses to creating podcasts that parents will love. My Bumped Baby has the solution. We have launched our Digital Marketing Academy and it is designed for parent-focused business owners to grow and scale their business with ease. Our academy can be accessed from anywhere on any device, which means as a busy parent in business, you can learn on the go with our bite-sized straight-to-the-point videos. Join us today by visiting the link below and have seven-day free trial on us to see if the area is right for you. Click the link under this podcast to start benefiting today and access our training right away. We look forward to seeing you in there and teaching you everything you need to know about digital marketing for parent-focused businesses. My Bump to Baby is one of the UK's leading parenting platforms. You can find local pregnancy to preschool groups, classes and lessons wherever you are in the UK. Not only that, but you can read our honest reviews on the latest products, days out and services that you as parents need to know about. We also work with trusted financial advisors, family law solicitors and now estate agents too. If you would like to find your nearest trusted expert, head over to www.mybump2baby.com. Are you a parent looking to start a small business? Perhaps you've no idea where to start. Or maybe you've already got a small business and you're struggling to take it to that next level. My Bumped Baby is here to support you. My Bumped Baby business offers training packages, mentorship programs, one-to-one support and e-courses. If you would like more information on how to grow your business with My Bumped Baby, then email us. Our email address is info at mybump2baby.com. Hello and welcome to My Bump to Baby Expert Podcast, where we bring experts from all over the UK to answer your questions on everything pregnancy to preschool. Today, we are joined by the lovely Rachel Carter from Goma Williams Solicitors. Today, we're going to be talking all about domestic abuse, what it is, what the different types are, and how to recognise it when you're in it.
Hello, everybody, and welcome to my Bumped Babies Expert podcast. Today, I am joined by the lovely Rachel Carter from Goma Williams Solicitors, and we are talking about domestic violence and injunctions. Hi, Rachel. How are you? Oh, hi. I'm okay. Thank you. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. I think this is a really important subject to discuss. So um, as as strange as it sounds, I'm actually really looking forward to talking to you about this subject because there'll be so many people in this situation. Um, It's really important. Yeah, yeah. No, it's such an important conversation to have. Definitely. So, Rachel, can you just tell us a little bit about you just before we begin? Yes, yeah, so I'm a solicitor. I'm a director of Goma Williams Solicitors. I've been a solicitor for coming up to four years and I've got around eight years of experience dealing with domestic violence and children matters and all aspects of family law, really. Brilliant. Thank you very much for that. So, Rachel, we'll get started with the podcast. So, first of all, um, can you explain what domestic abuse actually is for those that might not know? Yeah, so domestic abuse is defined as a pattern of behaviour and it's used to gain or maintain power and control over a partner. So it can affect anyone and it affects everyone, regardless of their race, age, sexual orientation, religion or gender. So people seem to think that it'll target a certain individual, but it can really affect anyone. Yeah, yeah, I know that that's it. I mean, there's more and more um, programs on the TV lately that are showing all different types of abuse as well, because it's not just, you know, the physical violence. There's so many different forms of abuse, isn't there? Yes, yes. So on to on to that now. What what are the different types of domestic abuse, Rachel? So there are lots of different types of domestic abuse. So just to give some example, there's um, coercive control. So that can include intimidation, isolation, control, and that's with a threat of um, physical or sexual violence. Um, There's psychological abuse or emotional abuse. Um, There's financial abuse, harassment, stalking. But the main one that people seem to think of when you think of abuse, sorry, is physical violence, because that's where the injuries are. Um, And often then the other sorts of domestic violence then get overlooked. Yeah, yeah. I think... um... I think a lot of people, when they are in a domestic abusive relationship, it can take them a while to realise if it isn't physical because it's kind of slowly gets to that point. And and the people that we've spoke to on our other podcast before, they almost didn't realise that they were in it at the time until so many things happened. Yeah. And when you speak to people, you'll say, oh, is there any domestic um, abuse involved? And they'll say, oh, no, they've never hit me. And then it, it goes beyond that. It goes beyond just hitting someone yeah yeah definitely so so how would someone recognize if they're in a domestic abusive relationship it sounds really kind of people listening that haven't been in that situation might think oh well you just know but but how how would someone recognize that yeah so there are many ways to recognize some of the signs of harm or abuse I mean like I just said with the emotional abuse and psychological abuse that's a bit more harder to identify but what you're really looking for is that you may hear or you may see something between the perpetrator or the victim um it may be that the victim does come to talk to you about it or it could be that a family or friend of the victim will may tell you something which alerts you to it um like I said earlier you could see the visible injuries or it could just be that you notice that something's not quite right between either the victim or the abuser and that could just quite alert you there's something 
not quite wrong sorry there's not quite right and that something could be wrong that's it because sometimes um the abusers are very good at disguising you know that they are an abuser really so sometimes it can be quite difficult to recognize as well what would someone do if they're struggling to know if they're in um, a domestically abusive relationship so this is quite hard like you said earlier once you're in a domestic abuse relationship sometimes you can't see it yourself and you almost need to take a step back um and there is gaslighting as well and what that will do is it'll make you question your your own beliefs and your own thoughts and feelings and it'll make you think whether you are actually in the wrong and you'll have thoughts such as am I overreacting or was I being too sensitive am I being crazy and all of those thoughts then will affect your ability to be sure that the relationship is abusive um but what I tell a lot of my clients is well if someone was coming to speak to you and they were telling you the situation that you're in at the moment, what would your advice be to them? Would you be saying, actually, that's not right, that's abusive? Or would you be saying, yeah, that all sounds fine? And I think it is important to speak out to people, speak to whoever you can, whether it's family, friends, colleagues, professional support, such as doctors, midwives, health visitors, there's everyone there for you um, to talk to. Yeah, that's great advice. I think sometimes it can be when we've spoken to parents before that are in an abusive relationship, sometimes they don't really want to admit to family and friends because they might sort out the relationship and stuff like that. But but I mean, it is there is a lot of a lot of people that don't doesn't have to be family or friends, does it then really in, in regards to speaking to someone? No, no, definitely not. There's a lot of professionals out there and there's lots of domestic violence organisations that you can speak to as well. And you can hide your identity as well. And there's there's steps that can be put in place to make sure that you're in a safe um, environment to speak to them as well. That's brilliant. That's really useful. So why would someone then seek legal advice for domestic abuse? So there's many different reasons why they would want legal advice in respect to domestic abuse. It may be that they've come to me um, and they're thinking about ending the relationship and they want to know what steps can be put in place for them to leave the relationship safely, especially when there's children involved, a house involved, how that will look. Again, you need to look at where you would go when the relationship was to break down. Um, Is it safe for you to stay in the home, whether you need to go to a refuge just in order to keep safe? Um, or there's other options available such as non-molestation orders and occupations order as well which are order applications made to the court to protect the victims great great just just a bit more detail on those that you just mentioned so what what is a non-molestation order then so a non-molestation order would be to stop an abuser from using or threatening uh, physical violence intimidating behavior harassing pestering or communicating with the victim It can also stop the abuser from coming within a certain distance of the victim, their home, or even attending a place of their work. That's great. Yeah, so so would someone apply for that? And and how long roughly would that take? Or does it all all depend? Um, So it all depends on the circumstances. Mm -hmm. But there are um, options available where you can do a a without notice application to the court. So that would be when you're in, in fear for your safety. And what the court can do is list it, say, within 24 to 48 hours. They can list it sometimes without the respondent being aware of it. So it's without notice hearing. Um, They can make that non-molestation order. 
And then what you would need to do then is go back to the court for a return date and that would give the respondent then an opportunity to inform the court of any arguments against the need for a non-molestation order. But the victim has got that um, security for the non-molestation order in place until the matter next goes before the court. That's really useful um, because I think if, if someone was thinking of leaving an abuser, they could turn quite nasty, couldn't they, at that stage? So yeah. The other sort of order available is an occupation order yes, um, and that regulates who then lives in the family home and that's regardless of whether they um, live in it solely or jointly. So what it will do is exclude the abuser from the family home. It may be that they need permission to enter the property or, that, like I said earlier, exclude them from a defined area where the property is located. So again, that could be for a specified period or just until a further order is made. Right. OK. So so at what point then, um, Rachel, would they have to tell their abuser about this? So say, for example, um, someone wanted to leave tomorrow and while their abuser's at work, what 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 point would they, they have to make that contact and tell them what they're doing? Because I imagine that's quite scary for someone that's in an abusive relationship. Yes. So what they would need to do, they would need to consider at the relationship ending. Are they going to remain in the property and see if they can deal with it amicably? Will the abuser become violent or threatening or intimidating? Is it best for them to leave the property, find somewhere safe to go, whether it's with a family, a friend or even a refuge whilst they're making that decision? Um, and it may be that things settle down after a few weeks or months, but it may be then that they do need to consider a non-molestation order, an occupation order if things don't go amicably. That's great. That's great. And is there any other places in the local community that you can recommend if someone is really struggling? So there's lots of domestic violence organisations out there. And I know that you can go in for a face to face meeting or I know you can speak to them online or telephone. So there's lots of different ways to get in touch with people as well as the GP and other professionals who are there to give you advice. That's brilliant. And Rachel, how can you help um, people in this situation then? So what we can do is we can arrange a free half hour an appointment to discuss the circumstances, discuss the finances, because there is legal aid available in some circumstances. So for on some passported benefits or on low income, um, and if they don't have any savings, then it may well be that they're entitled to legal aid. Um, so we can discuss that with them. If they're not entitled to legal aid, we can discuss the fees um, that they would need to pay and we can talk them through how to file the application at court and the representation throughout and what that means. Yeah so I imagine everyone's situation may be different because if you're married then it will be a case of you you do this and then you might think about right well we're going to get divorced now and then there's obviously the house to kind of work out and finances like you said. Yeah and then after obviously the initial safety period, we need to consider the children as well and where the children would be on the separation, whether they would stay with the abuser or the victim and how that would impact on the children and the contact that they would have with the other parents. Rachel, can you just explain, sorry, just one last thing, um, a little bit about what legal aid is um, for those that don't really know. Yes, so what that means is that, that they wouldn't have to pay us anything and we can reclaim our costs from the legal aid agency. So right. with other types of family law, you would need um, evidence of domestic violence, but for domestic abuse, for the non-molestation orders and the occupation orders, it's just means and merits tested. 
Um, so financially, they would have to have savings of less than £8,000. And we would have to have a look at their income as well to see whether they're on a passport and benefit or if they were working, whether they would be in the scope to get legal aid. But what that means is we could apply to the legal aid agency. And if they had a legal aid certificate, it means that they wouldn't have to pay anything um, and that we could reclaim our costs or in some circumstances, they may be required to pay um, a contribution towards their legal fees. But the majority of the fees would be funded by the legal aid agency. Well, that has been really, really useful, Rachel. Can you can you just tell people where they can find you? So if they are in this situation, they can reach out and have that half an hour chat with you. Yes, so we've got offices based in Flesley and Swansea. Um, Our telephone number is 01554 755 101. So they can telephone the number to make a free half hour appointment or we have got an email address as well. That's great. Rachel, what I'll do is I'll pop the email address on the bottom of the um, of the podcast notes so that people can just click it and, and be able to access the click to call and also contact you directly with that email address, if that's OK. And I'll also oh, put, yes. I'll also put the website on as well, if that's all right. And then uh, yes. people can contact you that way. Thank you so much. And also, would you mind just telling us a little bit more about Goma Williams solicitors and what else you can help with? Yeah, so that we do with a whole range of legal services. So we do um, in the family department deal with children matters for the child arrangements order, which are important then when considering a breakdown in the relationship, as well as cohabitation disputes and um, divorce. We also deal with conveyance and then when it comes to um, separating the houses or buying a new property. Um, wills and probate is another thing that we need to consider upon the breakdown of the relationship that's brilliant that's really useful today Rachel thank you so much for sharing all that information with us that's okay that's no problem at all thank you thank you for listening to my bump to babies expert podcast if you would like to find help and support from experts in your local area head over to www.mybump2baby.com and you will also be able to find local pregnancy to preschool groups, classes, businesses and services in your local area. Wondering what's on in your local area? Come and join our weekly newsletter where we share the classes and groups that are on in your local area. From pregnancy to preschool, we have you covered. Click the link below this podcast to receive your newsletter each week, every Sunday, so you know what's on and you can plan your week ahead.